You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, April 27th, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual this fine spring morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good day. Hey, Craig. Uh, quite a week, and uh, I should mention at first it's been a very tough week for people in Toronto here with the uh, tragedy that occurred here earlier in the week. Um, and, uh, you know, where our, our best thoughts go to all of the uh, people who were affected by that. It's just uh, terrible that things like that should happen, particularly in, a, you know, what we consider a, a great city here in Toronto. So um, our best thoughts to the families. No doubt. Thoughts and prayers go out for them. That is that's certain. Terrible tragedy. Uh, Eric, I do want to point out, uh, as we often do before we get started with this discussion, of course, these uh, weekly wrap-ups are brought to you by Sprott Money. And this week, we are offering the Enduring Britannia 1-ounce gold bullion coin for just $25.99 U.S. dollars over spot. Our Canadian U.S. listeners can take advantage of this promotion. Just call 888-861-0775, or you can just go to SprottMoney.com for more info. Now, there's limited quantities, so take advantage now. Again, that's a 1-ounce Enduring Britannia, one ounce gold bullion coin, $26 over spot. Uh, that spot price is down this week, so you actually save a little money if you waited from last week to this week to buy. Gold's down about $17 on the week. Silver, after having the audacity to rally last week, uh, has been smashed backwards some uh, almost 4%. But the shares are holding in there, Eric, uh, which is encouraging to see. What do you make of the action this week? Yeah, well... <laughs> That's it. So you want a difficult job predicting the price of gold and silver on a, on a weekly basis when, uh, you know, it's month end, options expiring. Everyone tries to run, well, the commercials try to run the price down for month end and then it rallies up. And the worst part is for all of us and you and I in particular, I mean, we're, you can just smell the breakout, right? You're so close to it. Yeah. Silver's at whatever, 1750 and gold at whatever, 13. 55 or something oh my god just another 10 bucks and away we go or whatever and um we just miss it man and we've been there a couple of times already in the last uh, couple of months so uh but maybe uh, you know when when we finish with the options expiry uh, at the end of this month uh things will turn back up again i certainly hope so and i think it's a very good sign that the stocks kind of hold in there anticipating where this thing could go because as we've talked about many times before when the prices go up these stocks just fly so there's lots of opportunity there and i think people recognize there's lots of opportunity so i think that's why the stocks are kind of hanging in notwithstanding some some disappointing earnings we've had disappointing earnings i think out of agnico we had disappointing earnings of gold corp barrack i mean these are your your generals here that uh, are stumbling a little and it, it doesn't help uh, the whole group that some of the bigger companies uh, aren't performing as well as we might hope. You know, I do want to point out something, too, about those earnings. Uh, I just it was pointed out to me this morning that Barrick, which is one of the largest or if not the largest gold producer in the world, has seen their gold output, the actual stuff, how much they pull out of the ground has fallen by 50 percent since 2012. You know, we keep noting that uh, demand certainly is increasing. Uh, 
whether it was the, uh, the Turkish government uh, repatriating all their gold or the continued buying by the Russians, another nine metric tons this month. The GLD is at its highest inventory level since November of 2016. So demand is there and supply is falling. You'd think if uh, physical fundamentals had anything to do with price, it might be rising, Eric. Well, ultimately, physical does have everything to do with price. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just shocking when I have to read about how much gold is traded in a day or silver traded in a day where, you know, they'll trade over 100% of the annual supply of gold in a day in the paper markets or silver. I mean, it's just, it's almost incomprehensible. What are these people doing that are trading all this stuff? I mean, they're just pressing some button and I don't get it. I mean, it bears no relationship whatsoever to the physical market for gold and silver. Right. So uh, ultimately, uh, when that day comes that uh, somebody says, okay, I'm going to take delivery and the guys don't want to offer it up, things could change very dramatically. You and I have commented on the whole EFP exchange for physicals that go on in the COMEX. I mean, they're just incredible amounts of these EFPs that get transferred over to London. I think each of the last three or four months has been like 600 tons of gold have been transferred over to the, uh, theoretically to London. And we only produce about 220 tons of gold a month in the whole world from mining. And yet somehow somebody's going to get 600 tons of gold from uh, someone in, in England. So it just, I, it just disappears somehow. I don't know what it is. It just, it just, it, it evaporates somehow. I don't know how they, how they do it, and I'd love someone to explain it to me someday. But uh, there's lots of strange things going on. Stock, the stocks is a, is a the indices kind of holding it is good, and there have been some some uh, performances of stocks uh, that have done very well. For example, I look at Kirkland that has already hit a new high this month and uh, is trading very well. And, and and for example, in the case of Kirkland, uh, I think uh, Agnico. I'm sorry, Gold Copper and eight cents, and uh, uh, we'll earn, I'm sure, in excess of twenty cents when we announce the numbers next uh, week. Uh, so we earn two and a half times what they earn per share, but we trade at almost similar prices. And the same with Agnico, I think they earn nineteen cents, and our earnings are very similar to theirs. Uh, yet they traded fifty-four Canadian, we traded twenty-one Canadian. So there's all sorts of um, Funny things that go on in markets that to me are a little inexplicable, uh, and it, it, quite frankly, it's uh, for me it's been a good couple of years in the in the gold space, and it's again been a sort of decent week this week. So uh, I don't have to hang my head down too far, and uh, hopefully uh, the metal prices turn around and everything uh, gets logical again. Yes, it is uh, frustrating for a lot of folks to see this beat down this week. And it's interesting, I'd invite everybody, to, if you can, go to a site where you can pull up a chart. Take a look at the weekly chart of silver and, and notice how all of the, the lower highs that have been made all connect perfectly in a straight line as if it was painted that way. Uh, but we are making some progress and it won't take much now to get prices to rally. And we're watching so much calamitous behavior in all these other markets, Eric. The 10-year note has moved above... 3%, uh, up from 2% just a few months ago. Uh, the dollar all of a sudden has decided to soar. Uh, the stock market is teetering. It keeps trying to find support. I mean, do you, do you sense that, that things are rather tenuous in other markets and that that perhaps could drive some, some funds into our sector? 
well, I would firmly believe that. And probably the best example I can give you is uh, Jeff Grunlock, who's the, now the Bond King. The Bond King keeps talking about gold and how it, mm-hmm. it, it seems to be set up to surprise us all. And I think he's quoted as saying it could move $1,000, which, of course, I wouldn't find that difficult to understand. Um, so when, when generals like that, who, who are seeing their markets kind of turn to bearishness, the bond market, and they have to start looking out and instead of focusing on the stocks, which he's not going to do because he, he, he's obviously a believer, as, as we are, that as rates rise, I don't think stocks or companies are not going to be faring that well. There's a cost to having debt and uh, ju- at, the, at the company level and at the, the government level. And it's that government level that could really come home to, to hurt if rates uh, continue to rise here. So uh, I pointed out before we have to watch that uh, 10-year note. It did hit the new high this week. It came back again uh, yesterday and still, I think, just a tad under 3%. But it gets worrisome when... Uh, when rates start pushing higher here, because when you got uh, whatever the number is, 275 trillion of debt out there, and a lot of it's hooked to uh, LIBOR, uh, that's a huge price for the world's economies to pay for higher interest rates. Let me just ask you one last question this week, Eric, and kind of draw upon your experience, and maybe you can share some uh, wisdom with everybody, because uh, we go back to the period of 2004 to 2007. And that was the last time the Fed was uh, consistently hiking the Fed funds rate. In fact, in 17 consecutive quarterly meetings, they raised the Fed funds rate 25 basis points, 17 times in a row. But over that same period, the price of gold went from $400 to $1,000 an ounce. So this notion that you have to have zero interest rates and stuff uh, to make gold go higher is not necessarily the case. What do you recall from that period, 2004 to 2007? Was it just kind of a buy and hold period or was it a time that, that you had to be aggressively trading your portfolio and any other nuggets you could share with everybody? Sure. Well, I mean, I lived through it and I prospered uh, uh, tremendously during that time, both as a gold owner and ultimately as a shorter of stocks as the 0708 financial crisis hit. And I said, there were all sorts of reasons to own gold. Uh, well, first of all, the insanity of NASDAQ 2000 it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course, it fell out of bed uh, and, and bottomed out, I guess, in 03. And then somehow, you know, we get these some um, rate changes that um, convince people that, uh, that things were better. Uh, but ultimately, you could see underneath it all, uh, which was very noticeable, that the strength would not carry on, that there was way too much leverage. We got into the subprime stuff, and I mean, the things that were going on financially were ridiculous. So those of us who, who were looking at this, we're like, man, this thing's going to crash. What are we going to do? we got to buy gold. And of course, that, I think that's the primary reason why the gold price kept going up, because you only need a small part of the population to move a little money into gold to make a difference. And, and if one was observant, you could see that there were all sorts of issues. As, for example, today, as I mentioned, you got $275 trillion of debt. Well, you don't really want interest rates to go up 100 basis points because they're going to cost somebody $2.7 trillion. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if the world earns $2.7 trillion in a year, to be brutally honest with you, in, amongst public companies. So... So that is, um, you know, that, that's, we, we have the same type of situation. And, and, of course, we have rallied here for the last couple of years in gold and silver, mostly gold. Um, and I think it's 
because we see that this whole uh, story of uh, economic growth is one based on on false premises, and the false premises let's print money and and have low interest rates. I mean, we just got the GDP for the first quarter of the U.S. at two point three percent. Well, let me remind our listeners: we always go into every year, and we're going to have three percent GDP growth. That is until we announce the first quarter GDP and realize, oh, we don't have three percent GDP growth, and then the, and the estimates keep coming down. So again, we. We don't have the economic strength that every everyone is suggesting that we have. I mean, even two percent growth is pretty pretty paltry here. And when you realize that a lot of it is because of government spending money that they don't have, which helps GDP, by the way. But sooner or later, if if you're spending money you don't have, you're not going to be able to spend it the next time because you truly don't have it. And the bond market's going to make you pay for the money, and then you'll come to your senses and stop spending. So. Um, it's. Um, I think we have a kind of a deja vu here that uh, we're all going to find out that uh, this the rising market was built on false premises. Yeah, and even if it's just a natural business cycle, eventually rates get so high that things fall back down, and the metals anticipate that by rising ahead of it. You're right. Totally, totally. And Craig, I might mention one other thing because I've I've talked about Noble before on this uh, uh, chat that we have every week, and they they brought out some results. Uh, when was it? Wednesday? Wednesday this week so. of some nuggets from the conglomerate down in Australia. And um, I, I just wanted to sort of weigh in on it. It looked pretty good. And I'm, this is not investment advice. I'm just saying that the, the 80 nuggets they had from the eight tons looked like a, an interesting sample. And uh, Quentin Henning was, uh, was speaking recently and uh, was pointing out that the whole Pilbara area, which is huge, has now seen more and more indications of gold manifestation in quite a, a large geographic space over the Pilbara, including a place called Bellary Dome, which is 250 kilometers south of where Comet Well or Novo is, where he thinks that the, the outcropping of Bellary Dome is the other side of the basin coming up to surface. And, of course, the theory is that the base is loaded with gold. We'll see. That's something I bought into and Kirkland bought into. But uh, the fact that uh, we're seeing these occurrences so far apart is leading to the uh, leading us to a potential conclusion that uh, it might be a Wits Waters Rand lookalike, and uh, we all know how significant that would be. I think that would work for most everybody. You're right. Very good. <laughs> Well, if you're an owner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. thank you for that update. Hey, one last thing before we go. We talked about the Britannia gold bullion coin at twenty six or twenty five ninety nine uh, over spot. Sprott Money has a, one other offer for people that like to stack silver. This is for Canadian and U.S. listeners. You can buy a one-ounce Canadian maple leaf silver coin for as low as $1.75 over spot. That's anytime, anytime you get it under two, that's really great. Limited quantities of this are available. So take advantage, again, by visiting SprottMoney.com or calling 888-861-0775. Eric, thank you for all of that information. I look forward to next week. We've got another employment report next Friday to discuss. Between now and then, we'll see which way prices go. It should be a fun week. Thanks for everything. Have a great weekend. Okay, Craig, you too. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.